Hello, nephew community. My name is Dr. Josh Garibaldi, and I am a medical science liaison with OTSCA. Welcome to another episode in the Hot Topics in Nephrology podcast series. This is part two of a four-part miniseries where we dive into risk factors that can aid in assessing risk for rapid disease progression in ADPKD. Predicting which patients will progress rapidly to kidney failure is critical to facilitate early initiation of kidney protective measures. While height-adjusted total kidney volume adjusted by age is one of the most validated methods to identify risk of rapid progression in ADPKD, there are other factors that can be considered. In this episode, Dr. Shah will discuss the link between early hypertension and urologic events and risk for rapid disease progression in ADPKD. Welcome, Dr. Shah. Dr. Shah is an assistant professor of medicine and associate program director of the Nephrology Fellowship Training Program at the Warren Alpert Medical School of Brown University. He completed residency in internal medicine at Temple University Hospital, followed by fellowship at the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania, where he served as chief fellow and received advanced training in medical education. His primary interests are home dialysis, including both peritoneal dialysis and home hemodialysis, topics in which he has published numerous peer-reviewed articles, as well as textbook chapters and has lectured both nationally and internationally. He is a decorated educator, having mentored dozens of medical students, residents, and fellows, and received the Dean's Excellence in Teaching Award, Department of Medicine Teaching Award, and Nephrology Fellowship Teaching Awards at Brown, and is a winner of the American Society of Nephrology's Innovations in Kidney Education Contest. He is a fellow of the American Society of Nephrology, the National Kidney Foundation, and the American College of Physicians. And Dr. Shaw, if you are ready to go, let's go ahead and get started. So my first question for you, is early onset of hypertension associated with rapid disease progression in ADPKD? That's a great question. And you know, when I was in training, I was surprised to find the answer to this question is a very strong yes. What's happening today can very much predict what is going to happen tomorrow. And particularly as far as hypertension goes, there was a survival analysis of 506 patients with ADPKD. And what they found was that patients who were diagnosed with hypertension at less than 35 years of age developed kidney failure 14 years earlier than patients who were normotensive until 35. The difference was an average of 51 years versus 65 years. It was a relatively well-balanced group. There was 260 people in the less than 35, 246 developed hypertension after 35. This was, this was remarkable to me. There's very, the difference between 14 years of kidney function is drastic. And it's not just something that you identify that early increase and that you can say you're at risk. This is also a modifiable risk factor. The HALT-PKD study, which was a double-blind placebo-controlled study in 558 hypertensive patients with ADPKD, found that rigorous blood pressure control was associated with a slower increase in total kidney volume. I will say they didn't notice a difference in overall change in EGFR, but that may have been underpowered for that outcome. They did notice a greater decline in LV mass index and a reduction in urinary albumin excretion in those who were uh, with rigorous blood pressure control. And so that really helps guide a lot of our therapy today where there has been a lot of debates in the nephrology and overall medical communities over what is appropriate blood pressure control. But in the PKD population, 
as low as you can get is where you aim. Great. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. What about hematuria uh, or other urologic events? Is there is an early episode of hematuria or early urologic events associated with rapid disease progression? Absolutely. So similar to blood pressure, an early presentation can tell you a lot. So this was another survival analysis. This had 576 patients with ADPKD. And what they found was that renal survival was worse if you had gross hematuria before the age of 30. So this is, a lot of us will modify this 30 to be 35 to kind of link up the two. But the uh, kind of best answer here actually uses the age of 30, not 35. And what they found was that patients who had gross hematuria or any sort of urologic event before the age of 30 compared to those who do not had a 10-year difference in renal survival. So this is another drastic difference where you're looking at 10 years of retained kidney function if you do not have an, a urologic event or gross hematuria before the age of 30. Great. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. I want to pivot a little bit to the pro-PKD score, and I know this incorporates a lot more than just hypertension and, and hematuria, but how does the pro-PKD score incorporate early onset hypertension? and early urologic events to predict one's risk of disease progression. Definitely. So the pro-PKD score is how we bring these both together. So first, let's talk about the GenKiss cohort, uh, which is where the pro-PKD score comes from. This was a cohort of 1,340 patients from France, and it evaluated the influence of clinical and genetic factors on renal survival. It was a multivariate survival analysis and identified, in addition to uh, it identified basically four variables that were predictive of progression to kidney failure. And those four variables were gender, hypertension before 35, urologic events before 35, and mutations. And this is a score that if, if you have a score of less than three, it excludes progression to kidney failure before the age of by the age of 60 with a negative predictive value of about 81%. If you're greater than six, it predicts kidney failure before the age of 60 with a predictive value of 91%. For those with the intermediate four to six, the prognosis is unclear. The variables here are gender, hypertension before 35, a urologic event before 35, and your mutation. I'm going to hold on talking about gender because I think we're going to talk about that very soon next week, but to give you an idea of the points that you get. So you get one point for being male, you get two points for a hypertensive event before 35, two points for a urologic event before 35, and then your mutation, you get zero if you have a PKD2, you get two points for a PKD1 that's non-truncating, and four points for a PKD1 that's truncating. So this score really, it weighs heavily those early hypertensive and urologic events, and it can really help predict your progression. That low risk group, uh, the zero to three, has a median age of ESKD onset of 70.6. That intermediate risk group, the four to six, has a median age of 56.9. And that high risk group has a median age of ESKD onset of 49 years. So this is a really valuable tool. It's a tool that I don't think is used as much in clinical practice because of the genetic testing uh, component, but it's something that you're going to see more and more as genetic testing has come down in cost. And it really does highlight the importance of recognizing the hypertensive and urologic events. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Shaw, for that great overview. And thank you, Nephew Community, for joining us today as we dove into the link between early hypertension and urologic events and risk for rapid disease progression in ADPKD. Please check out nephew.org for future webinars podcasts, and events, 
and follow us on our social media platforms. Our handle is at Nephew Community. Our podcasts are also available on various platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and of course, on our Nephew mobile app. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you here at Nephew next time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Mm-hmm.